The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News. We're so happy you're with us today. We're going to talk about profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, and my co-host is Dr. Kathy Greenberg. We'll bring her on in just a minute. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We're in organizations every day trying to bring new cutting-edge tools to folks. And we're excited today that Kathy and I are going to be doing the show. Often we have uh, luminaries in the leadership field that we interview. But today we want to give you an update about emotional intelligence, a sweet spot for both of us. Some of the latest updates, some of the research. There's a new assessment out, the EQI 2.0. So we want to do that in the first part of the show. But then we want to take a deeper dive into some of the leadership competencies and derailers of one of our most influential people in modern times. We're talking about Steve Jobs. Um, In the press, and and now we get an inside look into him. And we're going to talk about Steve Jobs, uh, one, from a leadership profile, but two, from a psychological profile. He really had this Superman syndrome, which we'll explain, and he was able to change about seven different industries. Very complex uh, person. But we'll also speak about the new research on the EQI 2.0. And so Kathy and I, we come together in Excel, and we have programs for you and your organizations, Excellence in Coaching for Executives and Leaders. And um, most of our programs, we bring in some of these EI tools and cutting-edge things that you can use with your folks' strategies. And so let me first introduce Kathy, and we'll bring her on. So many of you all know Dr. Kathy Greenberg. She coaches leading executives and entire companies. She has a proven method of happiness equals profit. Kathy has offered multiple books on the science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know and her latest number one bestseller, what happy working mothers know. She touches millions as a speaker, a TV, radio, and media personality. She's also the founder of the renowned uh, executive consultancy, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People. She currently offers friendly tips and tools to be your best at work and uh, at home on ABC's called The Morning Blend. And she has a new web TV show, Your Happiness Now. Her website is www.h2cleadership.com. And there's free downloads and access to your true talents for happiness and job satisfaction. So, Kathy, welcome. Thank you, Relly. I'm very excited to talk today not only about the new and improved and updated and scientific EQI, but also about how it applies to somebody who is as extraordinary as Steve Jobs. Um, obviously, you know, you and I have a lot of passion around this subject, and um, I'd just like to mention to the audience that uh, when you were 
uh, talking about my bio, um, you said that Your Happiness Now, which is a new web um, a program, will actually be turned into, of all things, an iApp, uh, which will be coming out in the new year. So Your Happiness Now will be an iApp. How how apropos to be talking about <laughs> Apple Computer today and Steve Jobs and its founder. Right. And you yourself uh, have a new iApp out um, on leadership keys, and so we'll talk about that later in the show too. But I want to make sure that everybody who's listening knows who you are, a little bit about your background and how to get in touch with you for further information on any of the subjects that we're going to talk about today. So just let me tell you, my friends in the audience, that Dr. Relly Nadler is a master-level certified executive coach. He is also a, a psychologist. He is a corporate leadership and team trainer, and he is a very prominent blogger with Psychology Today, and we're going to talk about one of his most current blogs on Steve Jobs. You know, Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and development programs. And Dr. Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across industries in any organization. His highly respected work is the focus of countless business journals, blogs, and online news features, and his programs are a mainstay at leading Fortune 500 companies. You can visit him at truenorthleadership.com for free iPhone and downloads to access your best performance through emotional intelligence right now and right after the show, so please go do that. So, Relly, um, why don't we talk a little bit about why you and I do this show and um, a little bit about why Leadership Development News has been a mainstay for thousands of listeners now for three years and why we're going to go into a whole new season. Thanks, Kathy. Yeah, we're excited about um, the new season and what we're able to bring to folks. Um, leadership Development News, we focus on leadership, and we bring in key people to give you some tips, tools, things, a few things that you could do differently. And the reason we focus on uh, leadership so much, 40% of organizations today say they're experiencing a significant gap in the number of skilled and trained leaders available for a new job. And the reason that is, there's a couple of these brain drains that Kathy and I like to talk about. One, with our latest Great Recession, we lost about 8 million jobs. Two, we have the baby boomers between 55 and 65 years old who are, are leaving a short, shortfall of about 10 million workers. About 10,000 uh, uh, people a day are retiring. And so the shortfall of, of workers with the baby boomers retiring. And also it's been known that baby boomers have a little bit more emotional intelligence, which we're going to talk about today, than the Gen X, Gen Ys, the folks who are moving into their position. So one, we're losing brains, but we're also losing brains who have that ability to have uh, the balance between IQ and EQ, emotional intelligence. Yeah, and this is so important because, you know, we're talking today uh, about, you know, so many things related to um, not only emotional intelligence, but uh, the founding of one of the most prominent tools in business today, and that is the entire Apple suite. Uh, many of us know MacBook Pro and so forth, but that computer interface has, um, although it has very behavioral components and anthropomorphic components that make it useful for people to interact, can also 
if you will, um, underdevelop or create an imbalance in the development of individuals. So this is, uh, this is quite an important subject because we know that performance uh, and job satisfaction go hand in hand. And we also know, Relly, of course, from uh, work in the uh, happiness area, the science of happiness, the wellness and optimism area, positive psychology, that performance and job satisfaction are tied by more than 93%. So leaders are in for some very big surprises if they don't start to look at the emotional intelligence of the uh, employees that they have and and how they're going to use those people and the skills and the talents of those individuals in solution creation and in the development of products and services or customer service directly. So I'd love to know what you think might be some of the um, perhaps futuristic uh, uh complexities of the of the brain drain and perhaps how we can solve that right now. Sure, Kathy. You know, I think one of the things that why it's complex and, and why some people say, well, why does the Gen X and Gen Y have a little less emotional intelligence, which we're going to walk you through what it is and, and a tool to uh, assess it. But if for every hour that a person is in front of their screen or now their phone, that's less uh, time. It's an hour that they're not dealing with the visual cues, how did my communication come across, Um, oh, they don't seem to understand, or dealing with conflict. Um, So it's just less practice in that realm. And that's why I think tools like we're going to talk about the EQI really allow someone to say, oh, where am I and what do I need to to focus on? And one of the key reasons is that emotions are contagious. And we like to say that the leader is the emotional thermostat for the team. And the more that you can raise your emotional intelligence – the better chance you're going to have into moving into one of the higher uh, positions in your organization. When you look at how smart someone is, their IQ, you look at their technical expertise, what they came in with, and your emotional intelligence, depending on the studies, it's anywhere from 60 to 80% or so of the key factors that lead to someone's success are emotional intelligence. So that's a little bit, Kathy, just kind of about where we're we're going to go. And then I think the... uh, tools that we want to talk about will really help folks move forward. I, I always think forward. that's so fascinating about what we do have control over. <laughs> and, and we have so little control in today's society over external factors. So I believe, as you're you know, just implying, that it's the control we have over ourselves in response to those things that contribute to our emotional intelligence and our performance. And these things are so important because they do lead to revenue generation, they lead to organizational performance, they lead to team engagement, and they certainly lead to personal uh, wellness and satisfaction. And we also know um, that there is a set point that people can stretch in terms of their own behavior uh, around um, emotional intelligence, and that is one of the factors that is measured in the EQI tool, and that is happiness. Um, we know that uh, happiness does have a set point, and there are people that we know that are happy curmudgeons. <laughs> there are people that we know who, um, you know, are just uh, a little bit of an overflow of a, a glass, you know, more than full. And um, we love those people because they sustain us and they give us energy. But one of the things that we like to talk about in every one of our shows, and we're obviously going to talk about today, is that um, here at Leadership Development News, when you tune in to tune up your performance, we're going to teach you simple habits to stretch that happiness set point. 
And, of course, by visiting us at ExcelInstitute.com, uh, you can learn a lot of uh, time-saving and, and cost-conscious ways of developing yourself through our webinars and certainly now today through some new postings that we're going to have up there very soon on the EQI and this wonderful tool that helps people become the best leaders and the best performers ever. Great, Kathy. Um, so why don't we jump into a little bit about the EQI 2.0. Both you and I recently got certified uh, in that. I've been using the, the EQI 1.0 for about 10 years. But there's some great uh, advances about measuring your emotional intelligence, you know, with this EQI 2.0, which you need to have someone like myself or Kathy uh, who are certified that can bring that to you, an individual, or to your organization. So, Kathy, do you maybe want to tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the key things with the EQI 2.0. You were saying uh, before the call that you just used it with about 20 people. Yes, um, I did. And uh, one of the things that I'm finding uh, about the tool is that it is a tremendous uh, measure of many, many things, uh, both um, things that were in the prior tool and new, and new things that are in the new tool. So let's take a quick break. You're listening to Leadership Development News, so don't go away. We'll be right back. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. 
Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Uh, Kathy and I today are, are here talking first about emotional intelligence, the EQI 2.0, and then we're going to quickly jump into talking about Steve Jobs and where he is on some of these emotional intelligence competencies. But let me first give you uh, the definition that uh, the EQI uses for emotional intelligence, then I'll turn it back to, to Kathy. So there's a lot of definitions of emotional intelligence. This is directly from the EQI 2.0, which we're just highlighting today. It's a set of emotional and social skills that influence the way we perceive and express ourselves, develop and maintain social relationships, cope with challenges, and use emotional information in an effective and meaningful way. And, Kathy, you want to jump in and maybe some other things you want to say about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, the emotional quotient inventory is um, an extraordinary tool. And for those of you who, who are not uh, usual uh, suspects out there looking for uh, human development tools, uh, this, this is a gem uh, in the toolkit of anybody who is an executive development expert, uh, someone who works with uh, professionals in a talent management organization, or even in recruiting. Uh, to be honest with you, Ellie, I think uh, while we don't normally point people in the direction of using uh, emotional intelligence tools for recruiting, I think there could be a way to develop a profile uh, based on uh, leadership practices that will help people understand the uh, emotional development uh, of an individual well enough to say whether they are, in fact, a good fit for an organization. And the reason why I say that is because there are new norms, normative uh, if you will, behaviors and um, what we would call uh, uh, balancing on uh, a global level uh, that helps us look at these tools. And over 5,000 adults from U.S. and Canada, by the way, MHS, who has created this EQI tool, is a Canadian organization. So they have 5,000 adults from U.S. and Canada, uh, 200 men and women in all the different age groups. I think that's really a dramatic difference uh, in how other tools are created. And there is also a race and ethnicity balancing. Uh, there is a, a ed- educational levels and geographic regions um, that are represented uh, all within 4% uh, of census, census targets. And I think, you know, this, this is uh, a little bit of the science behind this tool that makes it dramatic 
And um, I know we want to talk about how it differs from its prior tool, um, the EQI 1.0. We're talking about the EQI 2.0. Um, and as we get into that, Raleigh, I'd like to comment on, uh, as a you know, a behavioral scientist, some of the uh, distinctions that make it really unique and a great tool for executives to be using not only for their own understanding, but for their teams as well. It's a great group tool. So I'm going to just ask you to comment on the distinctions because I think you've used the 1.0 for quite some time. So I'm new to the 2.0, although I've been using it now for, uh, you know, a few months, and I love it. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on the comparison. Well, I think it's a better report. The 2.0 is a better report. It's better shaped for executives uh, in organizations like we deal with. A couple of the differences they have just in the names, there's there's um, basically uh, five key areas, self-perception, self-expression, interpersonal, and then decision-making. So they put decision-making. That was a, a kind of a cluster that they uh, added just the name. And one of the things that they changed around as they looked at these norms, Kathy, was Impulse control used to be under what was before impulse category control. of stress management. Now they put it into decision-making, and you and I know right. that's a really good fit, just the things we talk about when someone gets hijacked, the amygdala hijack, it affects their decision-making. It affects their IQ, so their IQ goes down. So now that's in decision-making. And then there's an overall well-being indicator that brings in your sweet spot of, of happiness. So some slight changes. They also moved uh, flexibility from adaptability into uh, what's called stress management. So basically the same categories, but they just did a better job of organizing it. The report is really well done. There's areas that if you uh, give that to somebody uh, about each uh, of these competencies, what their score means, what's the impact on works, and then the, uh, and each one has strategies for action, and then they kind of balance one competency against another. So I just think it's really very well done. It's definitely a good upgrade. Well, you know, I'd, I'd like to um, offer the audience a little bit of a background on the scales, but before we go to that, I just want to mention, for those of you who have used uh, an assessment tool or have been asked to participate in a self-assessment that is a behavioral profiling tool. Uh, I think what's really useful about this particular tool before we get into the meat of it so that we don't have people questioning its validity is the fact that it does a participant summary that gives the coach and the assessor the opportunity to look at the entire tool in one page. So you get a snapshot of whether the person that you have asked to do the tool to take the assessment was being honest, consistent, trying to make too many positive impressions, uh, too concerned uh, about um, whether they were being measured on positivity or negativity, and how many items they actually completed. And it gives you um, a validity indicator right up front. So you just, you know, as a person who's using the tool, have so much information at your fingertips, it can take you right to the bottom line information. Is this measure accurate? Did this person do what you asked them to do? And it also tells you how much time it took the person to take the assessment. And there are, of course, standard averages. So you can look at that and determine whether the person tried to outsmart the tool, whether they were flippant and just merely ran through it and answered it because you asked them to. 
And uh, I think that's terrific. I, I don't know how anybody else feels about that, but I like the fact that the tool gives you that information so you can see whether this person was being serious about what they were asked to do. And, and that's really helpful, Kathy. I have had uh, a few people who their positive index, you know, they were trying to present themselves so positive that it really invalidated the assessment. And that in and of itself is thinking, well, you know, why does someone need to, you know, show up and answer these questions that basically invalidates it? Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that's nice about the tool, uh, before we start, to start talking about the, you know, the, uh, the total um, composites uh, and what they mean in the scales, is um, remember I said that as a behavioral scientist, it has a comparative database uh, that is, you know, way, way beyond what I've seen in most other tools. So it, you know, it looks at whether you're male or female, looks at your age, and it compares you also to the standard of the, the norms in that huge population. And so that's a nice, very nice data point. Okay. Well, let me just say, we'll say a couple more things and we'll move on. I think one of the things that's interesting about this, uh, Reuven Baron, who we've interviewed on one of our past shows, you can always go back to iTunes and see the library. He created the EQI, coined that term in 1985, and, you know, basically his dissertation was this uh, EQI assessment. So he normed it like an IQ test. Uh, IQ is 100 plus or minus 15. Well, the EQ is 100 plus or minus 15. So you can really see if you're 115 or above, you're high average in some things. You could be 85 and below, you're low average on some things or right in the middle. So, Kathy, with that, I was thinking, let's jump into... Um, talking about Steve Jobs on emotional intelligence, and in a minute we'll kind of also go through and where we think he's high and where he's low. But he's just a, you know a fascinating, complex study of leadership. You know, arguably one of the most influential people of our time. And so we want to just get a deeper dive into what makes him tick. One of the uh, best CEOs ever, Jack Welch, has called him the most successful CEO today. And Jobs became a global cultural guru. He shaped. Uh, what entertainment we watch, how we listen to music, what sort of objects uh, we use to work and play. And he's really changed the game of entire industries. So in a lot of the uh, press, they talk about seven different industries, you know, that he has touched and not only touched but revolutionized. Well, I'd also like to say, uh, you know, really that I, I think uh, Steve Jobs was also one of the greatest uh, human biologists of our time. Uh, you know, the, this late Apple chief uh, will be remembered uh, for his design and marketing genius, but it was really his understanding of um, of the look and feel and the behavior of human organisms. You know, not to mention the psychology behind some of the most sophisticated uh, computer interfaces uh, that we have experienced in our lifetimes. That is the reason he's he's being so deeply mourned. I mean, you know, there have been... Uh, outcries and, and candlelight services for him uh, going on everywhere uh, in the world. And human beings, you know, they've always loved to biologize their machines. And uh, I can talk a little bit more about that as we go through this. But, it, you know, it's, it's nothing less than what we would uh, think about when we talk about the muscle cars of the 1950s. You know, there is a look and feel to something that creates uh, a relativity you know, a, a natural sense of attachment, and uh, Jobs was able to do that. And we'll kind of talk about more about that, especially when we get into the, we want to do the leadership profile, but also kind of a psychological profile. 
But there's been so much written about him. One of the sources has been Fortune magazine. This is before he died. And uh, Peter Elkin had said, he oozes smug superiority, lacing his public comments with ridicule of Apple's rivals, which he casts as mediocre, evil, and worst of all, lacking taste. No CEO is more willful or more brazen at making his own rules in ways both good and bad. And no CEO is more personally identified and controlling the day-to-day affairs of his business. Job viewed himself less as a mogul and more as an artist, like you're alluding to, Kathy, Apple's creator-in-chief. And he has listed himself as the co-inventor on 103 separate Apple patents, everything from the user interface to the iPod to the support system for the glass staircase used in Apple's dazzling retail uh, stores. Well, Rella, you know what? I think we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and I'd like you to talk about the Superman syndrome that you wrote about, really specifically pinpointing Steve Jobs and Psychology Today blog. So don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know, and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Thanks for tuning in to Tune Up your leadership. And today we're talking about the EQI 2.0 and Steve Jobs. And uh, Relly, right before we went to break, we were talking about your spectacular piece that you just wrote about in Psychology Today's blog on the Superman syndrome, which I think we can say is low emotional quotient, high <laughs> intellectual quotient. Yes. You know, it's kind of the EQ versus IQ. I'd love you to talk some more about sure. that. And, and Steve, well, we're going to highlight kind of where he is on some of these. Obviously, you know, very, very successful. But if we all remember the TV show Superman, Superman landed from another planet, and he had adopted parents, as did Steve Jobs, but he had special powers. And so just kind of think about this. Um, you know, what if you felt you had special powers? What if you felt you were chosen and you were unique? And what if you were smarter than everybody around you? And your family and teachers all made special provisions for you to match your brilliance. Uh, and you felt you were on this earth in this very special, unique way to make a dent in it. And at the early age of 25, money was not an issue for you. And like Superman, if you believed you, you were different than everyone else, that you had this unique gift, what would you do? How could you change your world? What would you accomplish? And then you often think about this and will allude to uh, Steve Jobs really believing in this, that we say to our kids, you know, you can do anything you want if you just put your mind to it. Well, Steve Jobs put his mind to it in, a, in an all-in way. And the new book by Isaacson about him really gives us this inside look about Jobs that we really didn't have. A couple things just to allude to this. By sixth grade, he realized he was smarter than his parents. And also by sixth grade, they realized that he was smarter than them. And so they really catered to him and his needs, which really goes to some of the narcissism that we're going to talk about in his personality. But he also had a teacher in sixth grade who turned him around, who saw this special, unique gift in him, and would give him lollipops and, and money for doing his homework. So she saw this talent, and in one of the uh, pictures, they had everybody dressed up in a Hawaiian shirt, and Steve Jobs didn't have a Hawaiian shirt, and somehow this teacher who saw this took the shirt, the Hawaiian shirt off someone else's back, and in the picture, Steve Jobs has this Hawaiian shirt. So wow. early on, he had people catering to him, and I think the way he dealt with his adoption in Isaacson's book talks about not only you know was he adopted and felt abandoned, which also became an issue who's you know plagued him at times, but he reframed it. When we work with executives that reframe, he reframed it that he was chosen that he was special, and the people around him supported that. His, his parents got him in really um, moved. They didn't have much money, and they moved and got him into a uh, school where uh, he was able to uh, excel more. And he's just a really complex character. One of the people we interviewed on one of our early shows, Dr. Robert Sutton from Stanford, describes Jobs as a successful archetypal asshole in his book, and he has a book called The No Asshole Rule. 
in oh, spite of who, eco, eco, leadership development. we would ever advocate for a leader, <laughs> his dent in the universe was a cavity full of eye products. And so, Kathy, let's take this a... It's fascinating. This whole thing is just fascinating to me. You know, it's, it's almost as though, um, you know, Steve Jobs, who we all admire and revere, and, you know, I worked in the systems field, uh, in the computer science field, on the technology field for a decade, and, um, you know, you didn't go through a day uh, in that industry, no matter who you were working with, whether it was, you know, one of the um, extant companies that are no longer around or one of the mo- more popular companies that they competed with, like IBM or uh, Hewlett-Packard, that you, you know, you didn't go through a day without hearing what Steve Jobs was up to. He was a very complex character, but I think what you point out here which is much more interesting to any leader or anybody who works in the field of leadership development or coaching, is how do you look at your own beliefs and the confidence in yourself and in others and turn that into this superhuman, superman complex? And by the way, as the superwoman (laughs) on the other end of this receiving line, I just want to put this out. I am no longer paying my superwoman dues. Uh-huh. I am no longer a, a card-carrying superwoman <laughs> character. Uh, you know, I've tried to, uh, you know, button down the ego a yeah. little bit. But it's interesting because in my career as an executive with two of the largest consulting firms in the world and as a coach, I come across this character type, this complex character type yeah. in many leaders often. And interestingly enough, really, and we can talk about this as we go through today's program, talking about the the competencies of the EQI 2.0 and Steve Jobs, I do very well with high-powered, successful leaders. And perhaps knowing my profile, we can talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah, this would be great. Well, I think if one of the things that I got, Kathy, and what we'll talk about with, with Steve Jobs as we think about this, we're not saying you should model your, your behavior after him, but can you pull out some of the things? We like to talk about these micro-initiatives and think about this as we talk about jobs, the few things that he did differently. And as a leader, sometimes it's just doing something a little bit right. more. Well, he did a lot of things very more, you know, and some of his strengths became weaknesses. But if we look at the EQI, and we're just using this as an example. Yeah, let's look at the self-perception composite, for example, which for those of you who are listening, the, self, the self-perception composite is made up of three things. Uh, that's someone's self-regard respect for yourself and that confidence level that Raleigh's been talking about, your ability to pursue the meaning in life that you have chosen, self-improvement, that's called self-actualization, and then understanding your own emotions, which is good old emotional self-awareness. So, Raleigh, maybe you could give us a briefing here on what you think about Stephen Jobs and the highlights of those competencies. Well, in those three, I'd say two of those three, self-regard and self-actualization, he would be 115 and above. So, remember we said it's 100 plus or minus 15 is a standard deviation. So high average, you know, uh, you know, in those. The uh, self-actualization through his whole life, and I think it's the whole of being abandoned, you know, he really was trying to improve himself uh, early on, um, follow the spiritual path, uh, and studied Zen and Buddhism, was a meditator, he, uh, early on, one of the therapies of the psychology I know early on was this uh, primal scream therapy. And in the uh, 70s, you know, he went through that. 
So really trying to uh, find well, himself, he had these strange diets. He also diets. did that with his, uh, with his cancer treatment. Yeah. Remember, I mean, there's a, a huge uh, outcry from the board for him to uh, really look into the surgery that would be required and the treatments. Right. And, of course, as somebody who came off the Board of Cancer Treatment Centers of America, uh, in my own experience, this is not something you uh, take lightly. And uh, he did he did not take it lightly, but he would not yes. look at those options. He looked at pretty much every other option except what most people would turn to. Well, we're, one of them, and this is on the, on the lower side of the EQI, is flexibility. And that's exactly what you're alluding to, Kathy. So he was in many ways inflexible, and if he took the EQI, he would score very, very low on, on, on flexibility. And also social responsibility, he would have scored low on, which is really about kind of taking chances, breaking rules, having societal norms. And as an entrepreneur, you know, you have to kind of break the rules. Well, um, I, I agree with you, but, you know, one of the biggest things I believe as we're talking to leaders listening and coaches who coach leaders in the decision-making composite, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, we have somebody here in what we would call the reality testing composite or the component that makes up that decision-making composite. You know, reality testing is being objective and seeing things as they really are. I would say that he was a definite self-deceiver. Uh, you know, he he did not understand right. a lot of things when it came to himself. Yes. I think he was good about understanding, as yeah. they say in this beautiful commemorative series that Time did for, for Stephen Jobs. Uh, he understood others better than he understood himself, and I think there was a little bit of self-deception going on there. Well, uh, in Eisenstein's book, they talk about this, and this is infamous at Apple, what you're calling, and it leads into decision-making, his distortion reality field. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's it, that he kind of distorted things uh, to fit himself and for what, for what he wanted. And so let me just finish a couple of these things. Uh, we think where he was really high, you know, was self-regard, self-actualization, but also assertiveness, independence, and um, I was going to say problem-solving, but I think you know, he's probably high in problem solving, probably low in the reality testing, which is also one of them. Okay. Well, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, I'd love you to talk more about, more about some of the other things that he was really good at. But what derailers are most prevalent in his profile that we can teach others sure. to learn from? So uh, we'll come right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. So tune in to turn, tune in to tune up your leadership development right now. Don't go away. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. 
seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. You're listening to Drs. Relly Nadler and myself, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and we have been talking about the man behind the myths here on our show today, focusing on Steve Jobs and the EQI 2.0, which is the uh, tool of choice uh, that we're going to be talking about this year on our show related to emotional intelligence. So, Relly, uh, we were talking about some of the um, highs and lows in uh, Steve Jobs' uh, overall assessment if he had taken the EQI 2.0. And one of the things that you were talking about uh, were the things he was uh, possibly high on. Mm-hmm. And I'd just like to add before I give this back to you to talk about some of his vision and how uh, leaders who are listening to us and coaches who are involved in the use of assessment tools might understand 
how Steve Jobs' vision was his compelling offering to the universe. But one of the things that that struck me is, um, you know, his stress tolerance, we know, was something uh, that uh, was potentially a development area. Uh, We also know um, that while he was an optimist and he was a very positive person, that perhaps his happiness level may not have been Mm -hmm. as high as we would have thought. I I would agree with that, you know, because... The th- interesting thing when we do this EQI 2.0, it's very, very sensitive. I think he was constantly kind of disgruntled, not necessarily satisfied with what's going on, which was a driver for him. But you're right, Kathy, I think on the happiness, you know, I would think he'd probably be, you know, 85 to 95, so kind of on the low side. Well, and the thing that drives me to that conclusion, in case the audience is wondering where the heck did she come up with that from. You know, if you read in his book or you read any of these commemorative articles about him, this was a man who actually had a personal board uh, of friends. And, um, you know, he was referred to in one, uh, I want to say, uh, issue uh, as the connoisseur. And before deciding to marry Lorreen Powell, who's a gorgeous, stunning, vivacious, brilliant woman, he actually surveyed friends asking if they thought she or his previous girlfriend was prettier. Now, if this man were really happy with himself mm-hmm. and with his life and with her, he wouldn't be asking those kinds of questions. He also um, was a rabid fan of some celebrities, and in fact, he dated Joan Baez for three years in part, as a friend says, because she had been Bob Dylan's lover. I mean, he kind of loved <laughs> that connection, you know. So there's stuff there that yeah. you just have to check in on related to his happiness. And uh, there's so much on him, and we're just kind of scratching the surface here. On our ExcelInstitute.com, uh, we're going to post um, this uh, PDF where you can download and get some more information, you know, of what we're talking about today. We'll give you some more information at the end of this. But one of the things I think I want to say, a couple things as far as the highlight. One, so confident in what he's doing. That was the reality distortion field. One anecdote, he had a friend from college who he didn't know how to drive stick shift, and he said, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to drive stick shift. Drove stick shift with her. Uh, taught her how to drive stick shift, you know, shifted the gears so they went 55 miles an hour, and they were driving for hours, and then fell asleep on her lap while she's newly driving a stick shift. And she said he had so much confidence in himself that he thought everybody around him could do more than they thought. So even with all these derailers that we'll go through, you know, many people still said that was the best work they ever did. So what are some of these derailers? We have the derailer detector, you know, which... uh, would also be of interest to have people look at when we can have on the Excel Institute dot uh, com site. These things are going to get you off the track. So Jobs had most of these. Now we're not advocating this for you folks listening, but smartest person in the room. One of the things that's a derailer drives others too hard. Perfectionism, defensive, inflexible. Um, the lack of impulse control and abrasiveness. And so one of the uh, venture capitalists said, you know, early on that Jobs, he said, back then he was uncontrollable. He got ideas in his head and the hell with what anybody else wanted to do. Uh, Being the founder of the company, he went off and did them regardless of whether it ended up being good or bad. And you have to, uh, you have to remember he, he did derail. He got kicked out of his own company by the age of 30. So he did derail and mistreats others. He basically, uh, would see you either as a genius or a bozo. 
you know, in some of the work I do at DreamWorks, they, they know folks uh, at Apple, and they said that's the way it was. It, it could be in one meeting, someone was a genius, and then a half hour later, they'd be a bozo. And one <laughs> of the interesting know who they stories... really were. But, you know, really, you and I are optimistic, positive people, and I know we want to end today's show on that upbeat emotional intelligence competency level that we love to promote at the Excel Institute. And you're telling everybody today that they should go to the ExcelInstitute.com uh, website. We're going to have this piece up in the next few days so that people can go and read our entire synopsis uh, on this gentleman. And uh, we're talking about Steve Jobs. But let's, let's talk about what you and I both know uh, you're great at, and that is uh, inspiring vision and something that I love to do, which is inspiring confidence. Um, and helping all people in both of our work, uh, wherever we go, no matter what we do, to be change catalysts in, in an inspiring, positive way. So how about if we talk about um, how somebody can overcome that uh, well, distortion reality that... field and that mistreating others and that all these derailers uh, through the good things they achieve in life? Well, here's what I took really from Jobs is just the power of the vision. And most people that you and I deal with, sometimes that vision feels soft, and um, and people typically under-communicate that. And I think one of the things is, in spite of all these derailers, he was phenomenal in having faith in people, having stretching them, um, having a vision you know, of, of putting a dent in the universe. And the power of that, you know, and how motivating, you know, that was. He was a master of inspiration and, and influence. Well, you can see it in the in the results of Pixar, right? Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. An amazing organization. You know, and, and, and marketing showmanship, the inspirational summons, uh, you know, putting out a siren to, to uh, talent and trying to do more that you could. The uh, piece about Scully, who came to Apple. Um, and said, you know, do you only want to make, he was from Pepsi, do you only want to make sugar water the rest of your life? You know, and, you know, or I'd like to change the world. And I think this idea that he made people feel special that they were working in the coolest company in the world. So in spite of, or they tolerated some of the things that we were called derailers, that they felt so special about what they were contributing. And this special relationship with technology, and not only having great uh, technology, but really cool, this sophistication of how things look the simplicity, you know, that's the Jobs guy. And it goes back to working with his dad, building a fence around right, the house. Absolutely. And his dad said, you want the back side of the fence to look as good as the front side of the fence. Well, it's, it's a fascinating conversation. We obviously could go on and on, and we'll do more shows like this in the future. Um, but I want to thank everybody right now for, for tuning in to tune up your performance with Leadership Development News. And as Relly said, if you go to the ExcelInstitute.com website in the next couple of days, you'll be able to pick up this entire assessment of Stephen Jobs and the EQI tool. And we're going to have the actual founder of MHS, the organization that created this tool, in an upcoming show. So look for that as well. Well, Relly, any um, ending comments you want to make? No, I just hope people... Uh... Go to the website and get some more information. We're just scratching the surface, but this has been fun. Yep, the power of vision and Stephen Jobs, amazing, an amazing individual.
You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.